Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino uh, back here with another week of the RJP Rewind. And today we are going to be talking about Pimp My Ride on the podcast. Two episodes of Pimp My Ride that we are going to talk about. We'll have the links in the show notes for you, including the premiere of Pimp My Ride with a man who uh, was uh, there in the real time uh, watching all the rides get pimped. Coming off of a uh, big trip this week, please welcome the great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm how are back. you? I'm good. And, you know, coming down from, is it like a vacation hangover mm-hmm. or something? You know, you know, like when you spend a lot of time away from the real world and it's kind of like you come crashing back down to reality. That's kind of where I am right now. You know, just kind of like getting readjusted to the real life because I have been relaxing all week. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's good to be back. And, uh, you know, as usual, very excited to talk to you. Chappelle is taking a quick break from taking over the RHAP Instagram account. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I started last night at about uh, midnight Eastern, which actually is 11 o'clock my time. So I started a little early, but... Because I'm uh, Chappelle and those are my normal hours of operation when it Mm -hmm. comes to social media, I felt like it was, you know, something that I could pull off. And I was given the keys to the uh, to the car and I drove off with it. So I've been having a good time. The ride. You've pimped the ride of our Instagram account. I'm not even finished. I'm just getting started. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't had a chance to really like focus on it because I unfortunately have a job and they've been making me work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when I'm off the clock. You know, assuming that I'm not already off the clock, but if I was on the clock doing a podcast, when I'm off the clock, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the Instagram takeover. Okay, well, Chappelle, we had a lot of fun last week. Uh, Liana was here. We talked about uh, Flavor of Love. Everybody seemed like they uh, really liked that. Yeah, the love doctor, Liana. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, th- I think before this is all said and done, we might have to I don't have think Liana she wants to, to go back. by the love doctor. You don't think so? Like the Doctor of Love, wouldn't that be what Liana's show would be called? Doctor of Doctor Love. of Love. Okay, so it's so it's and where's Puya in this? Puya is a uh, big Rick. So Puya okay. gets to like hand out the like the lovegrams and the stethoscopes. You know, hold them all. They all have a face on them. I think we can workshop this. And and, they, and Liana doesn't have to actually be with any of these people, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Why does she have a play. stethoscope? The Doctor. Yeah. Doctor of Love. Mm-hmm. MD. Duh, yeah, Rob. 
Yeah, but I, I think she's more of a scientist than. Uh... Are doctors of medicine not scientists? Right. Yeah, I, guess, we I, I, mean, I guess so. I don't know. That, I, don't, I don't know her field of science. Yeah. I just know if you, so you say doctor to me, even if you're a doctor in something that doesn't really count like dentistry, mm-hmm. I, still, I still assume that there might be a stethoscope involved. <laughs> yeah. What would yours be called? I don't know. I don't. What is it? Uh, I don't know. We talked about this. I think we were something about my tweets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. Do you have any nicknames? I mean, you just go are like one word, Chappelle. I do. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't have any nicknames. People just kind of call me whatever they want to call me, mm-hmm. and I and I try to get people to call me by my name, which is Chappelle. Well, if people um, just call you what they want to call you, so it sounds like you have a lot of nicknames. Uh, I don't know if that just that constitutes a nickname. It's just people choosing to ignore my wishes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like GIF versus a GIF, right? Like you know, the guy said it's GIF, but some people are just determined to call it GIF because they know better than the creator. So mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we come up uh, with uh, what your <laughs> spinoff uh, of Love Show would be. But let's talk about Pimp My Ride here uh, mm-hmm. today. And this is not a show that I was uh, super. I, I, of course, I knew what it was. Like I, like uh, know, that, like it's an easy concept to get. But I never was watching uh, Pimp My Ride in the real time. I was surprised that Pimp My Ride uh, premieres in two thousand four. It looks like uh, I would have thought this was like in the late nineties. You. The late 90s. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get me wrong. The clips we watched, the episodes we watched do look very dated. But I don't think you have the things in the late 90s that they're talking about. Some of the t- some of the times in Pimp My Ride, they really try to be uh, luxurious with the electronics that they do, um, that they use and, and put in the cars. And a lot of those electronics just weren't present in the 90s. You get a lot of like, we'll put an MP3 player in your dashboard or like we've installed an iPod uh nano you know so Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is uh like we'll date the show um to around the you know early 2000s but um yeah but pimping in general as like a like phrase had kind of like disappeared until this time so yeah this is kind of one of those things where it could have been the late 90s if not for all of the like the new electronic uh devices that they're throwing around because it's very dated i mean wasn't jay-z big pimping in the late 90s he was. I'm very proud of you. Who else was on the song, Rob? <laughs> Come on. I, I did that. Uh, I don't have. Come on. You can do it. It's UGK, man. Mm-hmm. MC Bumby, you yeah. know? Yeah. Look, ask Nicole if she's ever met any of those people. I'm sure she has. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, she, Nicole she might have. All my, yeah, she met all my rap icons, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, that was pimping as well. Uh, but again, like I said, it kind of died away. But Big Pimpin' came out in 2000. So yeah. it was like resurging, you know, at, at that point. So not late 90s, but definitely early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk, talk about two different episodes of Pit My Ride. Uh, the premiere of Pit My Ride, uh, season one, episode one. And then we're going to jump ahead to uh, talk about a season five episode, which uh, we believe to be season five, episode 15. So we're sort of going to bookend Pit My Ride, how it started. Versus how it's going. Exactly. So there's a big difference between season one and season five. I mean, you know, aside from the timeline, um, they go from being uh, like the this, this film that like, I believe it was like West Coast Customs. Yeah. Right. But by season five, I believe they get bought by another like um, like auto shop place called Galpin Auto Sports. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so like there's a shift in the tone of the show um, as well as the cast, honestly. And one of the things that you'll notice is that initially the show is kind of it's new. Right. And it's new and it's shiny and people don't really know what it's going to be. By season five, it's completely like distorted and it's all over the top. It's a mess. So it started off a mess and just gets messier by the time it gets to the last couple of seasons. So I think it's it's appropriate that we're doing, you know, one from season one and then one from season five. Chappelle, are you a car guy? Uh, in a way. So I can work on my own car and I'm very confident in working on my own car. But do it you like cars? Are you like, you, you know a lot about cars? No, 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 no. The most that I know about cars, I probably learned on Pimp My Ride. Um, and, you know, for me, knowing how to fix my own car is very important. But I think I might be scarred from some of the things I've, I've seen on Pimp My Ride and some of the shenanigans that I read about as well for uh, some of the people who actually took their show on Pimp My Ride. But I'm not a car guy in like in any general sense. What about you, Rob? No, I'm not a car guy. I don't like cars. I don't really know uh, too much about cars. And so... The idea of like, okay, let's like uh, take some old jalopy and mm-hmm. fix it up was never like an exciting idea for me. Yeah. And, and see, I think in the early 2000s, it was becoming a trend to like um, to talk about, you know, like the fast cars. There were the video games. There were the fast cars like driver and um, need for speed, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Fast and the Furious came out in 2001. Yes. And so I think those things were aligned. So it was kind of creating a culture of, you know, like uh, gearheads, you know, people who are uh, who are fascinated with cars, but also, you know, want to learn everything about fixing them, souping them up, um, racing them, all that stuff. This was the perfect time for a show like this. Yeah. And there's a little bit of wish fulfillment in that. I think that the target audience for this show are like young people who tend to have like the crappiest cars around that i know that as a young person that i definitely had a super crappy car so it's sort of like yeah you have a crappy car but if you could just get on pimp my ride they could turn your car into something amazing right uh rob what kind of crappy car did you have so my main crappy car was that i had a ford taurus uh that i'm trying to remember the year it was the like early it was the late 90s when i had it and i want to say it was like an 86 uh Mm -hmm. ford taurus oh wow your car was older than me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i i too had a crappy car i had an um an isuzu rodeo i believe it was a 1998 isuzu rodeo and Calling it crappy honestly hurts my soul because I, I'm still in love with that car to this day. I mean, like, I had it. It would have been a good candidate for this show, honestly. It wasn't as raggedy as some of the hoopties we're about to get into, but it for sure had, like, I I, I might have used Gorilla Glue on the mm-hmm. side of the mirrors. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah, but Gorilla Glue is very strong. It's not as unsightly as duct tape. So, you know, for me, that's what kept my crappy car on the road. Uh, but I think I could have done with some pimping, you know, for my car at least. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about like how this show uh came together? Was this that somebody had the idea for Pimp My Ride and they found Exhibit, or was Exhibit somebody who had the idea for this show and that's why he ends up being the face of Pimp My Ride? Yeah, I think he ends up being the face of Pimp My Ride, but just as like a consequence of them le- needing a host. Um 
you'll see in the first episode, they do name off a couple of West Coast um, like customs, like uh, like clientele. And right there in the list is our very own exhibit. Yeah. And so uh, for the uninitiated exhibit uh, is slash was, I don't know what his status is now, but a rapper. Um, and so, you know, with that community of people, you know, they like their fancy yeah. flashy cars. And so exhibit was one of their clients. It seems like exhibit has acted a lot more than he uh, has been a musical performer of late. I don't know. Like, what is what have you seen exhibit in lately? Well, I'm just on his IMDb. Uh, that he was uh, on Empire, which uh, I'm assuming that he was acting and not performing uh, musically on Empire. Uh, it was on a show called Broken Ground, uh, and also was on Hawaii Five O. Oh, like the reboot? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the reboot, but I don't recall exhibit being there. Maybe he was just like a like a one off character. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, if Exhibit was making rap music, neither one of us would know. Um, because uh, I think Exhibit, um, I think he stopped. Let's see. What's his I biggest last, song? Ooh, um, it's called. Oh, God, don't let me lie to you. I feel bad because like I did listen to Exhibit in the 2000s. But honestly, I will butcher whatever I come up with for the name of his. Yeah, uh, most it seems like he's uh, around Eminem a lot in uh, the early going. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of uh, like exhibit in popular culture. But as far as music goes, he's not like a like a legendary rapper. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he is a rapper who made really good music, like solid music. But he never was like the top of anybody's like playlist. I did listen to exhibit, but it wasn't like if like how I like marveled over your you know knowledge of Big Pimpin earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's like if you told me exhibit like top song, I would be shocked because. I mean, you would know it and I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think his song was X. You know, it was named after him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But aside from that, no, I don't think Exhibit is like he's not a bad rapper by any means. Exhibit got skills, but he's just never been like a very commercial rapper. OK. All right. Pip My Ride. Uh, season one, episode one, uh, March 2004, a magical time for reality TV. Um, we get to meet a uh, young man named Wyatt. And he has a hijot. <sighs> so I legit had no clue what this car was supposed to be or what it was. I've never um, heard of I this was, car before. I believe it's a hijet. Um, and so it's a Diatsu hijet, I believe is what the car is called. And I too had never heard of this. If you told me he invented this vehicle just so they could create Pimp My Ride, mm-hmm. I would not have been shocked. Um, somebody it's more of a during go-kart the episode, than a truck or a vehicle. Somebody in the episode like uh, described it as a a toaster on donuts, and that's probably the most like like spot on comparison I I could think of because it does look like the brave little toaster on wheels. I don't know why he's driving this car. Um, it I think he said it cost him what four hundred dollars. So uh, he made a, a an effort to have this car. He seems to love it a lot, but this car is ruining his life, or at least he says it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he still has it if this car is so bad for him. Like I get it, but like at least just I, mean, I don't know, catch the bus. I like if it, the car is actually is actively destroying you, like it's Christine or something. Then don't you want to get rid of it? 
I don't know. Uh, he feels like it's uh, hurting his life. Uh, his family members all just like uh, mock him. Nobody seems concerned for Wyatt's safety in the uh, in the hijat. What? Who's the hijat? Hijat. <laughs> it's a hijat. Yeah. Um, no, they don't seem concerned because he doesn't seem concerned. Mm-hmm. He's, he's riding around with shovels and the like. The dashboard is like missing, and there's no front seat, and there's no like like uh, like bumper there's nothing in this car except junk and if he seems okay with it i guess they have to but i think the question that i have is that throughout the episode he says i can't get a job because of this car sir where are you going and why are you showing them your car mm-hmm. when you pull up like you obviously know you need to work uh why would you like oh yeah i need a job by the way here's my hideous car don't you want yeah, to deny get dropped off at the job interview I think so. But what interview are you going well, on to where they care that much about your car? Chappelle, maybe they're like, well, do you have reliable transportation? And he's like, nah, I got to be honest. I don't. Do you have to be honest? <laughs> like at that point, don't you just lie? Because I have. Is- <laughs> I shot. Right. It's a high jet. <laughs> he says, look, you say, do you have reliable transportation? And he says, um, define reliable. Like, <laughs> does, does it roll? Yes. Should should it be? Yeah. No. You know, so I don't know why he feels the need to to tell people about this car. Maybe he wants to be a delivery driver. Look, his goal is to get a car that will let him get a job so that he can go to college so that he can start a yeah. band, Rob. Start a band. So, I'm <laughs> surprised we haven't heard about why it's banned uh, in, in the time since this episode aired. But, Chappelle, the one thing that has been a recurring theme of the RHAP Rewind as we've gone back and looked at these things, things were presented to us as fact. And now, in hindsight, we learn that there are a lot of shenanigans that goes on. Uh, yes, Devastated Chappelle is here. You know, I love a good shenanigan. But I also like to believe that my reality TV is just that, a reality. Um, but Pimp My Ride, it I had to pull back the curtain a little bit on Cribs. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to have to pull back the curtain a little bit on Pimp My Ride. Um, we didn't really give the uninitiated the like rundown of what Pimp My Ride is. But what they do is they take a seemingly uh, like horrible looking vehicle from a young person and they say, hey, this car is ugly or dangerous or whatever, and we're going to fix it up for you. And then you're going to have a brand new pimped out ride. And when they say pimped, they mean pimp like like as a pimp would be like wearing like bright colored suits and having like goblets and chalices and all this other stuff. Like your car is very much bound to like slap an individual once they're done with it Um, because they're going to have it like in lime green with like racing stripes. With a fedora. Right, with a fedora. Like, no, serious. Like, it sounds like we're joking. But if you have not seen the show, like, I'm sure you could Google, like, fedora in car and there'll be an episode of Pimp My Ride. Um, yeah. Like, fish tank and dashboard, that kind of thing. Like, anything over the top, they're trying to do it. And that's their version of pimping their uh, someone's ride. Ch- Chappelle, uh, do you think the person who's listening to this podcast that's uh, 19, 20 years old, uh, do you think, is there a chance that they might not know Pimp My Ride? I thought about this actually and Pimp My Ride, even for the people who didn't watch the show, this was such a heavily referenced show in popular culture back then. Like Rob, I understand you weren't a watcher of Pimp My Ride, but you knew the premise, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like it just became like almost just slang or just like in just like the the, the atmosphere. It's just people so people were just referencing it. So would like I don't know Felipe Shimon know about Pimp My Ride? Yeah, because Felipe is dialed in, you know. Yeah. But for the people living under a rock, you might have missed it. I can yeah, see. I'm talking about like you. people like younger uh, than that. People like that are like uh, you know uh, college freshmen, oh, high school yeah, seniors. No, they have they have no clue what this show is at all. Um, I don't think anybody said pimp since I was in college. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. that too. Well, uh, yeah. So the premise of the show is what the theme song says. You want to be a player. Yeah, well, uh, I have the theme song queued up that I, I love oh, the yeah? theme song. I think the theme song is the best part of the show. All right. Here's well, a pimp my ride that. theme song. So you want to be a player, but your wheels ain't fly. You got to hit us up to get a pimped out ride. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a player and your vehicles not fly. That's the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. However, like, look, comma, but I looked into this and there were a ton of shenanigans. We alluded to them earlier, but uh, come to find out, a lot of these people. The show presented like, hey, they come and take this horrible car off your hands and give you like, you know, like they soup it up. You keep the keep the car you love. And now you drive away in a working like gaudy individual like car. Right. Yeah. Come to find out sometimes they just did a lot to where some of the adjustments they make to the car. You can't keep some of them make the car unsafe to drive. Some you of them can't take- keep what they undo the pimping. Uh, they do. Undo they unpimp it. They unpimp it. They unpimp your ride. Um, listen, first of all, there's nothing in this world worse than being unpimped once you've been pimped. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say. I don't necessarily prescribe. Whatever. Anyway, so it what I'm saying is yet. to, I haven't been pimped or I haven't been unpimped. Unpimp. Listen, that's definitely have never been pimped. Okay. Open to being pimped though. If you know anybody wants to pimp my ride, then you know, whatever. Pimp by anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm down with that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, unpimping is where is where the problem lies with this show. So the show will do some monstrous things to your car, such as put like a fish uh, fish tank in the dashboard, or you know, um, you said we'll that twice. On. They really did that to somebody. They really did that. What to somebody. happens when you slam on the brakes? Oh no, that's why they unpimp it. Yeah, they're like, oh, this was cute or whatever, uh, but we have to take it out because otherwise you will die. Yeah. Um, there's a a guy who gets a jacuzzi in his back seat again why what are you Mm going to do with that like how how are you going to drive around with a bathtub in the back of your car um not in a pickup truck like not in the bed of the truck like some uh like you know backwoods louisiana nonsense but like actually inside the cab of the car there was a jacuzzi um and so yeah you do this for show you do this for television but then you also have to kind of dial it dial it back a little bit and so you can actually drive away in the vehicle Mm -hmm. okay yeah all right so Wyatt has this car and then Exhibit shows up. And this is a fun part of the show when Exhibit comes to your house and basically shames you for how crappy your car is. Yeah. See, Exhibit is a nice guy. He really is. And his goal is to kind of make this like experience real for whoever is 
is is getting pimped yeah. that uh, week. And so Exhibit comes in and he's he's very funny, honestly. He comes in and he will make you know make his little like one-liners about your car, about your vehicle, about you. Um he really is there to poke fun at you, but he's not a producer. So he doesn't have any say so in anything that's happening. He just shows up and mm-hmm. deals with what's going on. I'm always fascinated with how he shows up because they make it look like Exhibit is carless. He walks down the street and then shows up at someone's home. He analyzes their car a little bit. Then he knocks on the door and they're very shocked to see him and very happy. But this being the first episode, I have a feeling that Wyatt had no clue who Exhibit was mm-hmm. and was just very excited to be uh, having his car fixed up. Yeah. You feel like yeah. why Wyatt might not have uh, been familiar with Exhibit's of uh, discography? Yeah, uh, his whole catalog might be uh, foreign to Wyatt, to say the least. I think that as the show went on, people were more excited to see Exhibit because they then knew, like, oh, it's a part of the show. Like, it's like, oh, look, Jeff Probst is here, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? Uh, but I heard the producers did a lot of, like, poking at the people to make them, you know, exaggerate their enthusiasm a little bit. What do you mean? People weren't excited for Exhibit to show up? So not so much for exhibit. And, and I liked but, also how that your go-to reference for a person that you'd be excited to see is uh, Jeff Probst is here. Yeah, well, I thought about, um, what is it, that family visit? Is it Malcolm's little brother who's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's Jeff oh. Probst. You know, like that's how, that's the, the vibe they're trying to get for exhibit. And it kind of ends up there. <laughs> like eventually. your loved one uh, visit. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a loved one visit, right? Um, but yeah, the producers are like telling them like, hey, when he knocks on the door, you have to be surprised. Like, this is supposed to look like it's not staged. But Rob, they stage it to the point where they even give them houses to be at when he knocks on the door. Some of these Fake aren't even houses? Home. Fake houses. MTV rented out some houses for uh, uh, several of the people and said, you know what? Your house isn't either ratty enough or isn't good for the mm-hmm. reveal. Maybe we need to be able to get the camera to the door a little bit better. So they've given them, like, yeah. decoy locations to walk out of so that exhibit can, like, sh- surprise them. Yeah. Chappelle, are these the houses that weren't good enough to be MTV Cribs houses? You know it. You know, <laughs> look, we have well, we'd be shocked if MTV is actually like taking the precautions to be like, oh, we'll try a different house. We didn't already use yeah. it. Like, no, they probably have like a catalog of the houses they're going to use, and when it doesn't work for one show, they just shift to the next yeah. one. So, but to me, yeah. honestly, that's no big deal. Okay, uh, like park the car in a different. Now, if you told me that the car isn't even the person's car. That's where I say, well, what the hell are we even doing? Well, there are some shenanigans behind the cars, too. You yeah. know, we, we use the, the term reality really loosely on this one uh, because the cars are often bad. But for television purposes, the producers have been known to make the cars worse. Uh, some people who have been on the show have reported that, like... Um, like one guy said, my grandmother is a smoker. So the producers threw a bunch of cigarette butts in the bottom of my car to make it look like it's like an ashtray. But just because I mentioned that my grandma is a smoker mm-hmm. and she rides with me mm-hmm. uh, because they want to make this car look as grotesque as possible so that the reveal when they've souped it up is a lot better. Um, but that does hurt my feelings a lot because I'm thinking people are driving around with shovels and stuff in their car. You know, 2004 was uh, I, I was merely a, a, you know, a wee lad. And so I believed a lot of what I saw. So yeah, I'm a little. My feelings are a little hurt to find out that no, 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 this guy did not have like you know like he wasn't sit standing up while driving. Essentially, he actually had seats in his car, but they took one out so it would look better. Or you know, he had two windshields or uh, well, a windshield, but they broke it. You know, so that you know they could fix it. 
I don't know. It, it's too many shenanigans for me. And I'm a shenanigan type guy. But mm-hmm. at some point, you know, we're blurring the lines of reality way too much. Do we have any way of knowing uh, how big of a hit was Pimp My Ride? Was it like the top show on MTV at the time? I don't think so, but I think it had its audience. Uh, I don't know if we have any way of like knowing the, the ratings for the show, but it did last six seasons uh, and a whole production change as well with them switching, um, you know, switching uh, auto shops. And so because of that, I would I'm forced to believe that it was doing pretty well. Either that or it's really, really cheap to produce. Yeah. Um, there were there were even international adaptations of uh, Pimp My Ride. Uh, in my reviewing uh, the, the show for this conversation with you, I might have came across some European versions that were pretty interesting. We had a mm-hmm. uh, little John uh, hosting, I believe, like, um, what was it? The, the Netherlands uh, had a version. Little John a- hosted the Netherlands Pimp My Ride? Yeah, yeah, him and Fat Joe, they both were there. I, I wow. saw a couple of good clips. Yeah, um, I believe um, YouTube Australia <laughs> or well, YouTube MTV Australia would have a lot of those clips, and I got into them. But they had like German Pimp My Ride, Italian Pimp My Ride for motorcycles. I mean, anytime you could find a hip hop group to stand in front of a bunch of cars, they were doing it, and it didn't matter which country they were in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So exhibit. Is gonna take the high jet, and they're gonna take it to go to West Coast uh, Custom Guys. Uh, I like when Exhibit has to drive the car. Um, you want some more shenanigans? He's not. What? He's not really driving the car. So sometimes Exhibit drove the car. Other times the car didn't seem safe enough for Exhibit to drive, so they towed it. So he would pretend to drive the car off park the car and then they would bring in the tow truck to drag the car to west coast <laughs> customs <laughs> because they don't want exhibit to die well, driving in well, these was a green traps. screen no like he drove that particular car but some episodes they just drove it enough for him to get around the corner and then he parks it like okay let mm-hmm. me get out of here yeah. he climbs through like the back door because a lot of these doors don't open on these cars and then they drag the car to west coast uh customs yeah exhibit was uh talking on this phone not hands-free he looked like he was swerving all over the road like uh he was yeah. really getting crazy behind the wheel of the high jet i can imagine it's a high jet it's okay jet? Like, like a yeah like a plane yeah okay <laughs> yeah j-e-t-s think, yeah like uh yo, your jets yeah you, you should be a big fan of this car a diatsu mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah um also i'm sure discontinued much like your for your taurus uh, I think it's like the Jets, I was going to say, Chappelle, I'll hang up this call right no, now. No, yeah. the Jets exist. Yes. I per, they are perceived by people. They <laughs> exist. Um, but yeah, so I think Exhibit just drives the car long enough for them to get the clip, then he gets out the car, and they pray that it makes it to the body shop. Yeah. Okay. So th- then they get to the car to the body shop. All the guys at the body shop rag on the car. Talk about even the mm-hmm. key is messed up, and they all make fun of it. So there's a big difference, I feel like, in the season one episode versus the season five. Like, I feel the first half of the episode is pretty similar. The back half of the episodes, I feel like, are wildly different. Here, we get, in, like, I feel like we're sort of like in the writer's room of uh, the West Coast custom guys of like, uh, what if we did this? Uh, how about this idea? How about, like, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. 
Yeah, and I don't want to get into too much of the brainstorming because that will ruin the reveal of the car for the podcasters. But yeah, this is when they sit down and they have their roundtable and they kind of give you the rundown of what each person in the body shop will be doing to to pimp this ride, right? So you have like the person, the owner, um, I believe his name is Ryan. And you also have like the tire specialist, Alex. You have Ish, um, who does like the interior, the seats and stuff like that. Mad Mike is the electronics guy. I can't believe you know gang. all the guys. Okay, so the thing is that initially they're very much not like a big deal, right? Um, you have, I think Q is the owner and he's the guy who like, or the manager, he's the guy who like comes in, he talks to you um, and he just like makes you feel good about like, hey, this car has been giving you the blues, but you love this car and we're going to make it, you know, make it right for you. Um, and then you have these people that are just there to help. But as the show goes on, they become personalities in their own right. And people like Mad Mike go on to be in the second iteration of the season five and six. And you can see, you can tell the difference. Um, kind of think uh, Rupert and Survivor, right? Yeah. You know, like the first time he was on television, it was like, oh, Rupert, we love him. This isn't like an act at all. Then the second time you're like, okay, mm-hmm. we saw the pirate thing already. Like, you know, then the third time he's really feeling himself and you're like, okay, we get it. Mad Mike is somewhere in between the like, okay, we get it. And the like, oh, this guy is great. Um, he starts to kind of smell his own stuff at some point and becomes mm-hmm. like one of the, one of the reasons people were watching the show. He, he honestly could have got a spinoff and I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. What did Mad Mike go on to do post uh, Pin My Ride? Probably still car stuff. Um, yeah. It seemed like that was, uh, that was his uh, wheelhouse. But again, he was a, he was a big personality. Uh, people were like, like often imitate him when talking about, you know, people's like pimping people's rides. They're like, Oh, you know, uh, mad Mike would have said X, Y, Z about the electronics. Mm-hmm. Cause he was the guy doing the heavy lifting for people in 2004. What we cared about was the cool stuff. Like, sure. You put some new tires on this thing. Okay. It has some rims fine. But when you tell me like a flat screen TV is going to lower from the ceiling of my car, then you have my attention. And that's where uh, mad Mike came in. Yeah, Mad Mike does not have an IMDb credit post uh, 2011. He was on a series called Car Warriors where he was a judge. Yeah, again, see, that's why he's a judge. It's not because like, oh, this guy knows cars. It's because he's he knows cars and he's mm-hmm. a big personality. Yeah, Chappelle, that it feels like that a big part of Pit My Ride is we're going to put flat screen TVs in cars. You got a car. How about we put a 32 inch flat screen TV in that car? Uh, people seem like that they love that in 2021 that everybody has a TV in their pocket does that sort of like the idea of a, a, a giant TV in your car is that like a very outdated thing that you would not even want in 2021 of course it is like I remember in 2004 where it was like flat screens were like the new thing and like I had I very poor. So I had the television with the big ass back to it, yeah. like with the ass on it. Yeah. Like the one that like you could sit on the floor, but you also, if you decided to move it, you would have to use both hands and like struggle. Sure. And like, if you, if you put it in your car to move it somewhere else, you have to put the back like to the front so that it doesn't topple over. Like it's a whole thing. You got to make sure this big ass TV doesn't like topple. The flat screen was the new, the, like it was the the wave. It was the like the thing that everybody was getting into, and so yeah, it was like a sign of status that you had a flat screen TV in your home. So now let's put it in a car. Um, then somewhere 
in the next, you know, 10 years or so, they started putting these TVs in minivans because look, your kids can now, you know, watch PJ Mask or, you know, some <laughs> other absurd show uh, while driving around. It, you know, they kind of uh, like, they took the fun out of it a little bit. It was so like, like shiny and new. Yeah. And then it became like a soccer mom thing. Yeah. Do you think that Pimp My Ride had an impact on the auto industry where that, oh, okay, we got to put uh, these uh, little like uh, 10 inch uh, displays on the back of the chairs in the uh, uh, vans and SUVs? Would you think that Pimp My Ride it was responsible for that? I don't know if it was responsible, but it probably moved the needle a lot more than we're willing to admit. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, these cars are supposed to be luxurious, right? And these are expensive electronic uh, projects that they're getting into. And people like to spend money on things that make them look expensive. So you have Pimp My Ride has these like fancy things like, oh, I want, you know, these brand new rims or this brand new paint job or these brand new, you know, whatever. And so rich people looked at that and said, I'm rich. I don't need the gaudy colors, but mm-hmm. I could use those televisions. And then it started to slowly trickle down to the poor people and they started to make it accessible for everybody. And then like everything, once the poor people get a hold of it, it's not cool anymore. So they have to scrap it and start over. So then we move on to like MP3 players and XM radio and stuff of that nature being installed in the car already. Yep. What would be like the latest and greatest? Like if you were going to pimp somebody's ride in 2021, what would their vehicle mm. have? What would their vehicle have? And see, that's what I'm saying. Like now, I think simpler is better. Is it like better, a Tesla right? that you don't have to drive it? You know that. Yeah, that's next. That's next. Because even uh, I just came from Vegas and I did my survey at the airport because I needed to use the Wi-Fi to have a podcast meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, when I went to do it, the survey said, like, how did you get here? And I was like, taxi. And they're like, did it drive? Like, would you be open to a self-driving vehicle? I was like, Vegas, what are y'all talking about? You know, like, mm-hmm. is that an option? Like, could I have taken the Tesla from the, the Vegas Strip to, like, it's only like a couple miles. Like, I, I honestly, if it's available, I'd get in the self-driving car. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the next, like, thing is, like, the car drives itself. Or, matter of fact, if the car could go do the errands for you, that's what we should talk about, Rob. In a world where we stopped going inside businesses and people started bringing our stuff to the, like, to the car, what if your car could go to the grocery store, pull up, pop the truck, and then they could just put your, like, your groceries in the trunk and the car will drive it back to you. You mm-hmm. don't even have to leave your home. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's 2021 in a nutshell. Well, 2020 for sure. Um, is that better than if the grocery store just had like a car that could drive to your house and you just uh, go downstairs and, and take it out? You still got to take it out of your car anyway. Yeah, but I think we were trying to, in my mind, I'm trying to tie this back to our RHAP Rewind days. This, this could be our kit. Right, mm-hmm. like our, yeah, our, our, Hoff, our Hoffmobile. You know, we send a kit to the store, pick things up. I think that's better because that way you have multiple cars going and, and getting the things, and you can just bring it out to the car as opposed to like one or two cars taking forever to make your deliveries. Okay, I like that yeah. idea. I do too. I think if you're pimping somebody's ride these days, take the TVs out. Matter of fact, take everything out. Take the seats out. And just use it as a container to transport yeah. your things from. We've store. pimped your ride. It's now a driverless empty box that will just go run errands and pick up stuff for you. Rob, as someone who does not like to leave, leave the house, does this sound it's appealing fine. to you? It's fine. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not a car guy. Exactly. It's like you don't like to do stuff. This yeah. car will do it for you. Mm-hmm. It will. The question yeah. is, how much do you trust a car like this? Like, 
How do you know when you let your car leave the driveway that it's coming back? Hmm. What do you think that there's going to be people are going to like pirates are going to like take it? I wasn't thinking that, but now I'm interested. Like this is a television show, you know, like you're going to hijack your car. car. Yeah. People are hijacking the car or I was thinking more along the lines of the car breaks down or maybe there's like a programming issue to where the car just like crashes into a wall and you never get your stuff. It'll text you. Yeah. I mean, but what if it's, what's it going to text you? You'll get, you'll get a call and you'll be like, hello. And like, uh, uh, hey, uh, Chappelle, uh, don't be mad, okay? Uh, like, what did you do? You something. What uh, did you do? Yeah, I, I, I crashed into a wall, okay? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like I crashed into a wall. It's not. It's not that bad. I swear, it's not that bad. Like, okay, just send send me a picture of the damage, and then your car is totaled. You know, like, and then at that point, someone like me is thinking, well, how do I get my food? Like, the car is totaled. That's done. Can, can you like, come pick me up? No, car, you're stuck there. You walk home. <laughs> I told you to go straight to the store and come right back. And that is not the direction I sent you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you I'm to send you, your other car to go pick it up. You, yeah, yeah, and reprimand him on the way home. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why you need two. <laughs> I, Rob, I think we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, they do the brainstorming, they do the whole operation. Uh, they have to like, uh, sh- like shave out the wheel well. Uh, you know, does the person who's like Wyatt, does he have any input on what they do? No. And here's why. Because obviously he does not know how to make good life choices anyway. Yeah. He has put himself in this position. He is willingly driving around in this car. This car is ruining his life. He can't get a job because of this car. Wyatt, I'm sorry, but we don't care about your opinion about the car because you've proven that you're not a functional adult. Let exhibit do what he's going to do. Yeah. He'll give you your car back if they have to unpimp it a little bit so you can drive it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But what we're not going to do is ask Wyatt his opinion because obviously he's lost his damn mind. It's a little bit sitting in the barber chair and then just uh, close your eyes and then see what happens. If you come in with a bad haircut already, you sometimes just have to let go and let God, you know, <laughs> just give let Jesus take the wheel. And in Wyatt's case, literally let somebody else take over this car because yeah, he's he's driving around. I think he said he put there were go-kart wheels on this automobile that he drove on the street. And yeah. so he could only go, I'm sorry, rims. So he could only go 45 miles per hour. And then he traded it out for like some bigger rims. And now he can go 65 mm-hmm. miles per hour. He's screwing up his tires every time he does this. And he has no issue with it. So yes, exhibit by all means, pimp his ride and don't ask him his opinion about it because he does not know anything about anything. Okay. Chappelle, could you describe what the crew over at West Coast Custom did to the hijack? Um, so I think they they undid a lot of the damage that Wyatt had done on his own, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, like for instance, he had installed an air horn um, into his car just because. And so they took that away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, he does not know what he's doing. Um, he asked, he also had like an industrial sized bag of ruffles. And so they threw away that kind of stuff. Like they got rid of all the storage thing, but because he likes snacks, they, they installed a lunch kit into mm-hmm. his car. It, as opposed to just handing him a lunch box, they put it in the side panel of the door. I believe Am I correct about that? Right. It was like, yeah. And, and they, they also have a, uh, a fridge also. Yeah, they wanted him to be able to eat because obviously he likes to eat. So we 
we talked about this before on one of the other shows is that you get one thing and oh it's like blind date right like you have your one gimmick and then they just run it into the ground if you say hey my grandma smokes cigarettes they're like cool we made your backseat an entire ashtray you know so for, for Wyatt he says I want to start my band and so they're like cool how can we incorporate the band into this man's life? And so I believe they end up handing him like a guitar and an amplifier and they finally give him a speaker system because he has no radio. Um, I think they give him like an MP3 player as well and then they give they they two MP3 players. Well, they install an MP- MP3 player because, you know, yeah. 2004. But then they also give him an MP3 player and Exhibit correctly points out that, you know, now that you have two MP3 players, you can steal a lot of music. Mm-hmm. 2004 yeah. was a great time for pirating for sure <laughs> yeah those pirates that'll not the yeah. ones that'll steal your car and no the live wire pirates <laughs> yeah yeah and kazam yeah or uh, what was it uh uh kazaa yeah kazaa uh, Kaza. uh, napster yeah you napster the was napster the first drama? one yeah Napster was the one who got caught up and then paved the way for all the other people the bear shares of the world <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah dark times dark yeah. times um they have like a big like uh, couch in the back that uh, I get the sense that Wyatt might move into the high jet uh, as opposed to live with his parents. I mean, they're giving him the option. They give him a front facing camera. Now, I, I didn't really understand in- what they were doing with the camera. I guess they feel like he's going to be spending a lot of time in the car. But they said so the people in the back seat can see what's going on in the front seat, which, you know typical yeah you just look out the, the window <laughs> like did Wyatt have like a driver why well, i didn't really understand what the purpose of this communication system was it's not that big of a car no they said they put twenty thousand dollars into a four hundred dollar car yeah now here here's a, another place where the shenanigans are, are are like popping up because a lot of cars aren't able to deal with the amount of stress and like 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 work that you're putting into them when you put like heavy equipment into these cars like the chassis can't hold them the suspension is not going to be right and um this particular like auto shop like i said in in initially i think they were kind of on the up and up where they would tell you they were going to do these things and like there are things that you have to fix on your own but there were situations where fixing and adding all this extra stuff was making the car worse like it cannot drive if it's too heavy or if the suspension is off like the tires aren't going to like it's not going to roll and so um there's a lot of that going on. And so when you say out loud that you put $20,000 into a $400 car, sure, it sounds cool. But if you actually think about it, like maybe just get a more expensive car. Yeah. 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 That would have been a more impressive finished product to spend $20,000 and just buy a new car. I mean, as opposed to having an airplane seatbelt light mm-hmm. in the back seat. Did you see that part? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it? it's a high jet. Exactly. Not a high jet. A high jet. It's a it's a plane. They mm-hmm. put a, uh, like a fin on it. It's got yeah. a, like a wing, like a spoiler. Um, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So they got flames on it, chrome rims, a lunchbox, refrigerator, seventeen um, inch rims on on this van. I just I just don't understand why, but they did it anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. They got rid of the duct tape though. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't even have like a real door on there. He just had like uh, put out like a, a piece of sheet metal where a door like should be on that car originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, like a like one of those like you know those vans that they tell you to watch out for. Yeah, you know the ones without the windows. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> Chappelle, did anybody ever see like a Pimp My Ride car like in circulation? I don't know if anybody's ever seen a Pimp My Ride car in circulation, but I, in my research, I did find people who have uh, found these cars like uh, at um, like junkyards years later uh, and have gone in and looked at all the things that, uh, you know, Pimp My Ride did to the car. Um, I, I've found a YouTube clip of a guy who found like a minivan kind of reminds you of this one a little bit. Um, but they went in and they were like, Oh my God, all this outdated stuff. Like there's like lava lamps in there because the person probably said they were a hippie or something. Mm -hmm. And so they go in and they unpimp it to make it an actual driving car. And so I watched a couple videos. See, like that, that should on, be a show. I Unpimp would enjoy the ride. I think a lot of these rides have probably been gutted. <laughs> a lot of the people have like, I'm sure people were like snatching the swimming pools out of the back of these cars left and right uh, and using them in more practical ways. But if you can find a pin my ride car, please, by all means, uh, send this to me. I'm, Rob, I said this, I think to you off uh, air, but John John sent me this idea and I'm so happy that he did because in my research, I found out so much about the show that I had no clue what's going on. Yeah. All right. Good idea. Yeah. John John. Yeah, of course. He pimped the rewind. He he did. He did. Now I have to pop my collar because that's what you do when you get your ride pimp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, what exhibit says. Anything else about Wyatt and the hijit from the premiere of Pin My Ride? Of course. You didn't notice that they put a DVD changer in the car. Sure. You know, that's that's something that's probably very useful in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people have to watch a lot of DVDs is uh, like my big takeaway from Pit My Ride. And, and then people need to be watching multiple DVDs. They have so many DVDs. I need I need uh, so many different screens for my DVDs. Yeah. Do you have a DVD player? I do have one, but really it's just like for the uh, kids movies. We almost never use it. Exactly. I um, used to teach children. And I took them to a field trip and the guy like, you know, those uh, those days in the old days of school where they would have like the television with the VH, uh, v, uh, the VCR on it and yeah. like they wheel it out and you can like watch it. So at one of the field trips, they did exactly that. They wheeled out their television with the uh, VCR on it. And, you know me, I'm a clown. So I grab uh, like twenty dollars out of my pocket and I hold it up in the air and I said, hey. I will give whoever can tell me what this box is called $20. Mm -hmm. And those kids were stunned. They were just like, I want the money, but I have no clue what this item is. And it was a VCR. Mm -hmm. So imagine how kids today would feel about a DVD player. Like you'd have to explain to them the concept of DVDs, almost as if they're like an A track player or like some type of like odd record player. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah. the, the only reason we use it is to put things on for kids. But like, um, my kids are five and seven, and they really don't understand. Like, uh, they haven't like lived in a world where they can't just watch any single movie or video. That's uh, like they don't really understand that. Like, wait, when you really you could that you didn't just have access to every single piece of media that ever was existed. You couldn't just put on any movie you ever wanted to the ghetto of the golden days you know like we think back with nostalgia at these times but i mean truly the dark ages honestly uh, mm -hmm. my three-year-old cousin can navigate youtube i've seen him do it uh, i oh, mean yeah. and we'll skip, skip the ads and everything can't can't read a word of what these people are like what the, the shows are called but he can tell you which one he watched you know which one he doesn't want to watch and which one he wants to watch again yeah but i if i left him in the home with a stack of dvd <laughs> and the dvd player and said go to work 
I, he would just be staring and looking at me. He'd be shocked. He wouldn't know what to do, where to start, how to turn it on. It's it's just uh, ridiculous how far we've come in the last uh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. that this was a very exciting thing. I, I went to like a conference for work like in 2001, I guess it was. And I won in a raffle, like a portable dvd player i was so excited it was like it like it like was like a little thing that was like uh like a panini making machine of that like popped open on the top and had a screen i was like wow how i what what i am so lucky that i have won this portable dvd player uh yeah where is it now i mean i i don't even think it made the move uh to california with me Right. It's like, what do I need this for? Uh, what what movie were you watching on uh, your portable DVD player? Was it like Back to the Future? <sighs> I, I, I don't even know if Back to the Future was on DVD at that point. Jeez. Yeah. I know exactly what I was watching with my portable DVD player. What what movie? Uh, movies. I, 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 I very much was a Can't Harley Wait fan. Can't Harley Wait, so, yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing. I used Ethan to go Embry to the pawn uh, uh, number one uh no i used to go to the pawn shop it was very poor but the pawn shop always had the discarded dvds you know and they were like 25 cents to a dollar or sometimes five dollars but whatever Chappelle likes media and i like unlike these kids don't ha- didn't have it at the you know at my fingertips like that so i had to go search it out and so i would go to the pawn shop multiple pawn shops in the middle of houston i would just kind of like wander around and i would find things that i wanted to watch and then i would just watch them and watch them and watch them until the dvd stopped working and one of those movies was Can't Hardly Wait. I used to watch Not Another Teen movie. Mm-hmm. I had the Real World Paris and I saw the you Real World Lost Not Another Teen movie uh, recently. Yeah, I, I saw that in the movie yeah. theater. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think anybody would have taken me to the movie to watch it, but I mm-hmm. definitely had it on DVD and pretty much know it by heart. Um, but yeah, I, I would do like the Real World Paris and Las Vegas. I had the like behind the scenes of that on DVD. I had Drumline. It was like nine movies, honestly. And it was just like in rotation, like how the kids do with YouTube. Just, you know, like I'm just going to keep watching this until I get tired of it. So, yeah, I wore my portable DVD player out. If you could have told me that I would have had a DVD in my car at 2004, I would have like lost it. Like, oh, my God, like this is exactly what I need. I can watch all my shows while I drive, I guess. Um, And now if you told me I I needed one for my car, I'd tell you, no, I'm good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Got my phone. Yeah. Yeah, anything you want to watch, you could just glance down at your phone. I don't recommend it, but you mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about one more episode of uh, Pimp My Ride. We're going to jump ahead to season five, episode 15, to talk about Josh's 1987 Blazer right after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Chappelle, 
We have uh, another episode that uh, this is an episode that stuck out to you, correct? Yeah. So I was going through my rewatches. Um, Rob, what you might have noticed by now is that when you say, hey, let's do a rewind, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch one episode, but then secretly I'll watch like a season. Um, because this is my this this is nostalgia for me. I, I don't have any issue reliving some of these old shows, even the ones that don't age particularly well. But watching this episode, I realized I know this episode. This is a very like important episode to Chappelle. I remember it vividly. Can we listen the to the theme, theme song again to start another episode? Look, if you want to be a player, play it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So you want to be a player, but your wheels ain't fly. You got to hit us up to get a pimped out ride. Damn right. Damn right. A uh, bad job by Chester not getting the uh, Pimp My Ride theme song into the 64, uh, bra- <laughs> the bracket of, uh, I, I guess it was 36, 32. Uh, you damn right. You are damn, damn right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you damn right. Chester, what are you doing? This was right there. It's short. It's sweet. It has lyrics, but it also, it would be a fire instrumental. This is the one that we left out. You know, Rob Goddess style, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Chappelle, what stood out to you about this season five episode of Pimp My Ride? Uh, okay, so season five, like I said, this is where I won't say it jumped the shark, but this is where the show knew what it was and was doing the things um, like to its fullest extent. Everything that they like that made the show popular, they were leaning into it so much. So one of the things was that um, when it first started off, it was like, hey, I'm a young lad and I need a, like my car is trash and I need a better car. So it's like, oh, okay. But then they started to notice that people like really enjoy the feel good stories of this person needs a better car. You know, we talked about Wyatt, like, oh, my car is ruining my life. I can't get a job. Yeah, that's light work. But eventually it gets to like, no, no, no. This person sacrifices his whole world for everybody. And all he does is give and give and give. And his friends and family are just saying, please, please, Pimp is right. Like he needs this, you know. And so that's where we are in Pimp My Ride history. We are in like the the this is like a charitable thing that everybody should like say, oh, mm-hmm. and, and deep sigh for. Uh, and so I remember it because one. This guy, it doesn't seem very charitable at all. It seems like his family has all got together and said, you know what? We wish he had a better car, but that's it. Like he bought this trash car from his girlfriend's dad mm-hmm. and um, he, and that's it. He bought a trash car from his girlfriend's dad and now he lives with his girlfriend, his mom, yeah. and what was it three dogs as well? I think so. Um, I thought Exhibit uh, had a wild line about that the guy Josh got the this car this 1987 uh uh blazer from the dad and uh that his girlfriend's dad uh and exhibit said uh, oh sounds like dad pawned two problems off on you right exhibit's good he's quick yeah <laughs> wow exhibit there was what another moment where there was a moment, another moment where he says like, oh yeah, I have uh, three women and three dogs in my house. And Exhibit says something like, oh yeah, that's a lot of estrogen. I'm like, he didn't yeah. say they were female dogs. Jeez. <laughs> like, why are you being disrespectful? No, Ex- Exhibit's good. That's why he was good for the show. I think Exhibit has a good heart for this kind of thing. I really admire him uh, as far as like the way he handled a lot of this stuff because he got a lot of the feedback when it was negative. When people started to talk, complain about the show and stuff like that, they were like, Exhibit did this because he was a face of the franchise. Yeah. 
but I don't think he was involved in any of that. He doesn't. He says himself, I don't touch a hammer or, or anything. Like you will never see me work on anything. He's so not even in the second that? half of the show. Ever. Like <laughs> he'll pop up and just like laugh while they do something like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, we're putting a laser beam at the bottom of the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, that's tight. And then he'll leave. Mm-hmm. But people were like, exhibit, how dare you? So, yeah, I like exhibit because he's he's quick and he does a good job with the people. But um, ultimately, the the shortcomings of the show are not on his, uh, on, you know, uh, you know, they're not uh, assigned to him. Like, I don't think exhibit should be blamed for any of the, the bad things that come from Pimp My Ride. Yeah. Um, the yeah. exhibit gets a tour of the uh, 1987 blazer um josh is showing him that well for when uh there's a woman in the car with him uh he has a roll of paper towels uh which exhibit <laughs> says uh, like wow what a what a guy it, it, he has three he lives with three women and so he has a roll of, of toilet tissue in case they need it the problem is i think it's, that was it's toilet dirty. paper i think it's like paper towels for them I honestly, I hope it was toilet paper. Now that you say paper towel, I think it was really a paper towel roll. Oh dear God! Um, you know what a guy, what a mm-hmm. guy. Like Exhibit said, the the thing is that whatever the paper product is, it's dirty. Yeah. Um, like at least if you're gonna have that in there for her convenience, maybe you know keep it in a in a situation where it won't get like filthy. Yeah. Because I don't know what she's supposed to be using this for now, but I don't want to touch it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Could you imagine? And also, who are you letting in this car? Like, he has to be talking about the women that he lived with because no man in their right mind is going to show anybody this 1987 yeah. Chevy K5 Blazer and think that she's going to, like, want to actually ride in the car. Yeah. Well, the girlfriend is used to it because it was the dad's car. So maybe she just does not even realize just what a hideous car this is that, you know, that the doors open when you're driving. There's also like uh, the, where the keyhole is supposed to be. There's just a hole. You have to stick your finger in there. Get a tetanus shot before you try that one also. Well, not before, but definitely after. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Once you would like, once you open the, the, uh, the car, you probably want to get uh, checked out. Like just a full work. Uh, honestly, if I was sat in this car, it would take everything in my power not to rip my skin off and just burn it because this is disgusting. So yeah, if you're having to stick your finger in a keyhole to open the car, maybe, you know, get the full like, you know, the full workup, you know, yeah. I want everything. MRI, EKG, all that stuff. I thought that Josh had a good plan of having uh, the car. Like, I, I keep it dirty so you can't see all the scratches. Yeah, I guess. Right. Like, yeah. it's it's like the reverse of like, why don't you, you? This is why you don't buy a white car. Right. Because dirt shows up on it. So you just buy a darker color car. So then, mm-hmm. you know, if it's dirty, people don't really notice. Uh, that's a myth. I can always see when somebody's dirty ass car is driving down the road. Um, but it still doesn't look as bad when it's a white car. Um, I mean, as if it was a white car. And so I think he has a point. Um, if you keep it dirty, you don't see that people have basically just like destroyed the car on the outside. What's the easiest car color to keep clean? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not meticulous about keeping my car clean, but I have like one of those uh, memberships where you can just go to the yeah. like uh, car wash a bunch of times in one month. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like it doesn't bother me at all. But you definitely don't want something white because you know, just like having a white shirt on. If you get a stain on it, everyone's going to see it. It's going to be like yelling at you. It used to be like an old Clorox commercial where like you get a stain and people can't even hear you talking because they just see the stain going <laughs> trying to get your attention. That's your white car driving around with like with like the big like scratches and stuff yeah. on it. Maybe it's a, a black car, like a dark gray car, something mm-hmm. ashy, 
myself, you know, keep, yeah, you know, keep, keep it, uh, you know, kind of ambiguous to how dirty it is. Okay. This I thought was wild where in the season one, episode one episode, we go to the uh, West Coast custom and everybody sits around, no bad ideas and brainstorming. Like, uh, what if we tried this? Uh, what do you think about this? Could we, do you think we could potentially do this? Now we get to the meeting with the guys from the new auto body shop. Now we're with Galpin Auto Sports and mm-hmm. it, basically like uh, we're in like the briefing room and everybody is just like stepping up and like, I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And nobody's like, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. Should we talk about this? It was just like a uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it, this is what I'm talking about. When we get to season five, we've changed shops, but we know what the show is and we're going to go full on like Pimp My Ride. So even each of the people, uh, Mad Mike even, you know, they're over the top. And the way they present it is over the top too. I told you the first season, they took care of the people. They, oh, you know, like yeah. let's, let's sit down, you know, like, oh, he like, let's get him an amplifier for his guitar. He really likes that. He's trying to get a job. We'll put a resume inside, you know, that kind of thing. Now they're like, Okay, this time for my next trick, I'm going to like saw in half two Ford Escorts and then put them together and then like rip out the inside and put a swimming pool down in the basketball court. Like they do all of that stuff for show and you can feel it. You can feel the tone change. It's like they're uh, like they're flexing, you know, like, oh, like how much of a circus can we make this? And now watch me work. That's really how it comes off. Yeah. It's almost like in the season one episode, one episode, it's like they're planning a birthday party for Wyatt of like, well, what does Wyatt like? Oh, what if we get, what if we did this for him? Like, okay, what if that was? And and then the season five episode is like, this is just like a potluck dinner where people are just like, uh, uh, all right, I'm going to be bringing my deep fried Twinkies uh, that I've seen this on Pinterest. I'm making it. Oh, I hate a potluck. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that makes sense. So Everybody's just doing sense. what they feel like doing to this car now. Yeah. Uh, there's an episode of Pimp My Ride where they put a fruit juicer in the car. <laughs> but they don't just put a juicer. They put like, they have like containers for like apples and lemons and carrots and all kinds of stuff. And then you have the food processor back there. There's an episode where they put a baby grand piano in the car. baby. I don't know if there's an episode where they deliver a baby in the car. Mm-hmm. I have to look into it. Um, yeah, they do like, uh, like, uh, what is the thing? Oh my gosh. Uh, like a popcorn maker in the car, slot machines on the side of the car. Like this is when they're really just like out here performing. It yeah. has nothing to do with the person and what they want or what they would like. It's all about the television show at this point. Too busy thinking if they could, not busy enough thinking if they should. Yeah. And I mean, for them, what do they lose? I mean, it takes a lot of effort, but at the end of the day, they still get to promote the show, right? Like, so the most out, the more outrageous you do it, the more people will find out about it. That's why Pimp My Ride was such a big deal because people saying, oh, you got a nice car. That's one thing. But Pimp saying like, hey, have you heard about the guy with the waterbed in the backseat? Mm-hmm. Then you're like, whoa, hold on. And so that's what they're doing. They're trying to get the people talking. Look, there's, there's some, one of the episodes has a coffin coffin in the car yeah yeah and they utilize it as a grill like they turn it into like a barbecue pit wait it had a coffin before when it was pre-pimped or they said hey uh you know you're into dead stuff so uh we took a coffin and you're also into grilling 
And so we turned it into a barbecue. Uh, no. So it's kind of middle ground somewhere. So the thing is, the car was a hearse. Yeah. The guy had like, you know, been driving it as if it was not a hearse. Well, when they saw it, they said hearse. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know what we got to do here. And then they made it an actual hearse. But they still wanted to be drivable. So they put a coffin in it, you know, to kind of buy into the hearse style of it. And then made that hearse a barbecue pit. So when you pull it out, there's like a place for you to put your spatula and your tools and stuff like that. And then you can grill out of the back of your car. Ladies and gentlemen, pimp my ride. So many problems with just the grilling out of the back of the car. Yeah, so many problems. And you know that people were buying into this like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Is it? Mm -hmm. Is that really what you want? Tailgate, sure. Uh, yeah, in, in theory, it sounds great, right? Until you pull up uh, at the tailgate in the like neon purple hearse and then drag the coffin out of your car to, to like grill. Yeah. You got to put that bad boy back in your car smelling like like uh, soot and all kinds of stuff. Like there's this is not practical. This yeah. is not good. But people were signing up for it. That, that's the world Pimp Mom Ride hey, had introduced us to. You drive that purple hearse up to uh, Raven's tailgate, Chappelle. You're going to be a popular guy. Uh oh yeah yeah but that's the only place it's appropriate. I wouldn't be shocked if it is sitting outside of <laughs> MT Stadium right now. <laughs> All uh, right. So I, what, Rob? Yes. I remember one of the cars had a flamethrower. Flamethrower? Yeah, like you know how like uh, kind of like just because, was this guy you know, driving into the Thunderdome? No, I think it was like a Mustang or something like that. They wanted it to look like you know like oh it's driving really fast, so we put the flamethrowers the back of it type stuff. You know. Hmm. Yeah, they. I'm sure they took the flamethrower off the car before he drove off the line. I hope so. All right. Uh, yeah. What did they do for Josh? Um, I mean, they did the typical things. They painted the car. They, you know, uh, gave him some nice chrome rims. But then they started to get, you know, they went full put my ride at some point. And that's when the memorable part comes for me. They ended up putting television screens in the mud flaps of the car. As a child, I did not know the point of this. I still don't not I don't know what's the functionality of having a like a tiny television down at the bottom of, of the car by the wheel. Like why would you put that there? A rock could take it out. Like it, what is it what's happening? Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh I mean, uh, Chappelle, you never have been standing behind the car and then you want to watch TV at the same time? I mean, only certain shows, but geez, mm-hmm. those are few and far between. <laughs> yeah. What if you're in traffic behind the person and then, uh, you know, you're at the red light. You want to, like, uh, see what they're watching. But why are you putting it down there? Like, put it in the in the bumper or something or, like, on the hood of the car so I can see it. Like, why are you yeah. putting it in the mud flaps? They have, at this point, they're just like, oh, well, that everything should be... I mean, they should just, like, uh, have a flat-screen TV and build a car out of that. They, they made a snowboard for him with a flat-screen in the snowboard. Exactly. See, this is what I'm talking what about. What do you plug said- into the flat-screen? <laughs> what I mean, what do you... Do you need to plug into the... Like, I mean, like... What do you do? Do you get off the snowboard and then put it on the charger? Like, how does this work? What's the logistics behind? Yeah. Like, are you are you actually snowboarding and watching television at the same time? Or <laughs> it's a good way to be your, watching your last show ever, I think. Ooh, this is a good question. What would, if you had to go out on a snowboard, you know, this could be your last show ever. Yeah. You're snowboarding, you're snowboarding away. What are you watching, Rob? 
Boy, uh, probably something terrible so I can be like, oh, at least this is over. Like, I, I don't think over. it's sort of like a last meal situation. So like a, like a high school musical, too? <laughs> well, I hear that that, too, is even better. I heard that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like a great movie to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. I've seen some clips. Uh, <laughs> snowboard me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Rob, they also did <laughs> The most absurd thing that I'd seen, yeah. uh, not to the, not to this day, because there's some crazy stuff. But they put a snowblower. Mm-hmm. Now I am from Central Texas. I I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know the first thing about snow. I've seen it a couple times. Every time it's been horrible. Never yeah. liked it. It could never exist again, and I'd be fine. Why? What is? What do you mean? You just blow snow out of the top of the car? What does that do? Get it? Like, He's a s- snowboarder. Now his car I mean, but, blows snow. Is he supposed to board on said snow? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it's so bizarre. Of like, if he's going someplace to snowboard, there should already be snow. This thing will not produce enough snow that, uh, like, it's not like that. It's gonna put down like, uh, you know, uh, four inches of powder where he goes, where he's able to be snowboarding around, and then to drill a hole in the top of the car to make the uh, snow uh, pump. You're right. <laughs> like, they, uh, ice blower? Like, what do you even call this it's thing? It's not a snow blower, because that's what you would use to, like, the s- snow, uh, fake snow uh, machine. Right. So, this is like, yeah, like a snow maker, you know, <laughs> ice blower. Um, yeah, they put it on the roof of the car and it makes it, like, shoot snowed so that he can say that I shot snow out of the top of my car. Like there's no other real functionality for this at all, mm-hmm. except it probably looks kind of weird or cool. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so for his particular car, a lot of the stuff they did was just just for performance. Yeah. I mean like he doesn't need mud flaps. Diamond played at mud flaps, I'm sorry, <sighs> might I add, uh with seven inch monitors in it. He didn't need an ice blower out of the roof of the car so that he could snowboard whenever he wanted. Like these things are just talking points. None of them actually will make him drive the car better. And I would be shocked if they didn't have to unpip a lot of those things as well. Yeah, I would think so. Also, uh the guy doing the snow machine had like a wild look of just like uh the craziest, uh spikiest hair I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I think that was Diggity Dave. I think that's, that's Diggity him. Dave? I think that's Diggity Dave. Yeah, Diggity Dave is the guy with the spiky hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the thing is, Pimp My Ride will roast you. Like, the show will roast you. They will talk about how dirty you are, that you can't get a girl, you know, so you want to be a player, but your rims ain't, you know, whatever. I think that, like, these people have no right to roast people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they just don't, like... These kids, first of all, these are children, like 17 to age 21, 22. These are kids. You know, they're just here to, to, to get some help. And y'all are taking advantage of them and exploiting them and walking around with crazy haircuts. Um, I don't love it. But they don't like the people who went on the show. They haven't reported complete disdain at the process. And some of them said that they would do it again. You know? Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. of, Like I said, a lot of Pimp My Ride shenanigans. Um, like. A lot of AMAs, like there's a lot of Reddit AMAs where people are like, let me pull back the curtain and tell you exactly what happened to the car. Um, You know, like whether it was 
this isn't even my car or like they took my car and they couldn't soup it up well enough. So they replaced it with a car that could actually handle all the upgrades that they wanted to make on it. Um, there, there's a guy where they basically were just calling him fat the entire episode. Like mm-hmm. it, it's pretty, it's pretty off putting, but like he like, is a heavy set guy and they decide like, Oh, we're going to put a cotton candy machine in his trunk. Mm-hmm. The thing is cotton candy machines have lids. But with a lid, the truck wouldn't close. So he can't use the cotton candy machine because cotton candy would get everywhere. Like he actively cannot use this thing that you put in his car. So they end up taking it back out, I think. Um, they're just looking for a reason to call him fat, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the kind of thing Pimp My Ride was doing. So like I said, it started off probably with like a good heart and a good spirit. But by the end, it was just kind of feeling itself. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Gotta yeah. keep chasing that higher high of like, Can we put this in a car. Can we put this in a car. I wonder what they did that like broke the wheel, right? Like, what was the one thing that they were mm. like, okay, there's no coming back from this. You know, we're we're done here. Like, what else could we do to this person? Like, you you've done way too much. To <laughs> I the don't point know. Where, yeah, where the, to the point where we're like, we like cancel the show. It's over. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not in the Wikipedia. If it's out there, let let people know. Deep fryer. Yeah. Do Do you want to hear about the top like fifteen? like craziest things that they've done. Sure. We talked about a couple of them. Actually, we talked about the cotton candy maker, which again, wasn't so crazy, except you can't put the lid on it, which makes it absurd. Um, we talked about the coffin. We talked about the waterbed because I was not joking. Um, I think there's a guy who had a snow cone maker. So not similar to the ice blower, but like legit, like a setup where he can like have like syrup and stuff like that in the back. Um, we had the slot machines on the side of the car. We had the popcorn maker. We had the deep fryer. Um, there was like a um, like what what is it? you know um, you remember in the old days I don't know if people still do this when you drive up to the bank they have the yeah. the little like container Vacuum you put in tube. that little shoot yeah yeah like yeah they gave this man one of those in his car that goes to where I believe it goes to the back seat the back seat uh, yeah it was just like a message and he would just put it in there and he what's wrong with throwing it over to the back seat. <laughs> I don't remember the, the layout of his car. Maybe there was like a partition or maybe it was to deliver things to the to the like bed of the truck. Mm-hmm. But he definitely had one of those those things that you kind of wish you could put anything in and watch it shoot away. Um I just don't know why. You know, like yeah. what is the reason? And then when you drive away in this car, are you truly happy? Because this was another situation where the producers would tell you, hey, you didn't give us enough feeling. It wasn't believe enough. Like a believable, do it again. we expect you do it again. There are people who have said that they had to do it like for 10 minutes straight, had to keep replaying their reaction because they weren't as overwhelmed or enthusiastic as mm-hmm. the uh, producer would have liked. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Chappelle, I, another like, thing I noticed in the season five episode was now the people that are pimping the ride are like doing sketches. I told you they become the show. It's mm-hmm. not even about the person getting the car anymore, it's more about like, Hey, what wacky thing can um, Mad Mike and um, a you know Diggity Dave do? Like even even the names of these people, right? Like Diggity Dave, mm-hmm. you know, like come on, you guys, this isn't about y'all. Mm-hmm. But I think I, they probably did like a focus group, and they said, "Hey, we really like the personalities on this guy. Give them more screen time," and that's what they end up doing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Pimp My Ride, Chappelle? I mean, just uh, more shenanigans. I read an AMA um, that said uh, it was about Justin. He had a, ra- a RAV4 and uh, I believe was Justin the heavyset guy? I think he might have been. 
But Justin did his AMA. And some of the things he said was, um, although the show is 30 minutes long and it makes it seem like they get this work done relatively quickly, it took him five months to get his car. Five months. Five months. And I mean, it sounds absurd because we just watched them do it in 20 minutes. But if you really think about the amount of work they put into this, yeah, they didn't do this in a week. Mm-hmm. Like it has to take some amount of time to physically fix the car because these cars are actually broken and then to customize them, you know, mm-hmm. like the door doesn't open. So now we have to work on the door opening, but then paint the door and make the door look nice and then make the door like Lamborghini doors where they open up, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the kind of stuff that was going on that they didn't show you. They also did not put them in rental cars a lot of times. Like sometimes like the oh. like insurance, yeah, the insurance would cover it for like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And then seven months later, they're still carless waiting on this car to come. And imagine how underwhelmed you'd be when you're like, I just want my car back and you get, you know, like um, the jacuzzi tub in the back. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that was only one of the things people reported. Um, I think uh, um, some of the some of the uh, the stuff was so cosmetic that it actually didn't fix the parts of the car that needed to be fixed. So th- think back to Wyatt. Wyatt's driving a toaster. You know, like you know, somehow he's got this thing to roll. But we have to know that this thing, if the outside and the interior is so raggedy, we got to know that the things making this thing go is probably just as raggedy. You put all this effort into paint and rims and chrome and all this other stuff televisions when did you touch the engine like at some point you got to make sure that this thing can still operate yeah you had seven months and you gave me something that drives the same way if not worse now that you've packed on all of this work to it like you've Mm -hmm. added thousands of pounds i'd imagine of televisions and stuff like that because that's before televisions were a lot sleeker yeah um and you know you've added all this weight to this car I think he ended up having to put $20,000 of work into his car after they redid it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So $20,000, he could have just got a new car and it just, that was it. Chappelle, do you think that there is any sort of interest in a uh, pit my ride reboot? Uh, Dear God, I hope not. Mm -hmm. Like from what we're understanding here that none of this stuff turned out for the better as far, like the people seem to have pleasant experiences overall. Eventually they got a flashy car that they could drive around. And they were on TV. Remember, 2004 was a time where people were like grasping for fame. This was like, I mean, it's what everybody wanted. Now it's like, okay, yeah, you got a television in the bottom of your mud flaps. Like, personally, I don't want to leave the house. It's a pandemic. So, (laughs) congratulations. You know, like, I hope you have fun snowboarding on your this ice machine. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think there's any space for a reboot. Um, You know, we get into a lot of my Zoom room. Oh, like a background? You know, I don't have a background on my on my Zoom. Right? Yeah. What, what if the, yeah. that exhibit comes in and is like, "What? This is the room you you're zooming from, Chappelle? What is this?" Yeah. Even today, when I'm taking over the RHAP uh, Instagram, that you will never see the room I'm zooming out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you get to see my office, other places, but I'm show you my actual Zoom room. It's raggedy. Mm-hmm. I, it's a hoopty. Yeah. I what color is this wall? Beige? Are you kidding me? Right. It needs to be lime green with purple <laughs> polka dots and a lightning strike or, or like like right across it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think or like I might slip up and mention that I like Harry Potter and then he can come and paint the whole back, you know, wall <laughs> slithering green. Yeah. You know? yeah. Turn your microphone into like a wand. I would be so pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be so mad. And so, yeah, I don't think there's any room for this. You get trading spouses and trading places did all this like pimp mm-hmm. my people, you mm-hmm. know, pimp my Pimp my house, yeah. pimp my wife, 
you know, whatever well, they really, could do. Even, queer eye is uh, the same idea. Yeah, pimp me. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where you like they come in and they say, "Hey, uh, you look kind of raggedy. Let me spice it up a little bit." Uh, so it's not a like foreign concept by any means, but I definitely don't think we need to go back down as well at all. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was a yeah. fun show while it lasted, but it doesn't seem very practical. It's not as like like entertaining as Cribs would be because you get to live in the life of these celebrities for a day. This is just sad people kind of getting taken advantage of just a tad. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's Pin My Ride. Uh, yeah. Chappelle, next week, mm-hmm. we are going to uh, have a another great guest uh, back with us. Uh, we're going to get to talk to Sasha Joseph, and we're going to watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Season yes. one, episode four. Now, I do not know the order of the uh, love and hip hops. Uh, love and hip hop Atlanta. Is that the first one? No, I don't think it is. So I am familiar with love and hip hop as I'm familiar with the, most of these shows. But I think uh, love and hip hop Atlanta was the second iteration of the show. I believe it started in New York. What do you like more, love or hip hop? Or Atlanta? Ooh, these are this is like a ding, marry, kill. Are, okay, well you gotta you gotta ding love for sure. You marry, you marry love. love. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a common misconception. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, you kill you kill Atlanta. No offense to all the Atlanteans, but you know I'm from Texas. I'm I'm good here. Uh, and then um, yeah, marry hip hop. Marry hip hop. You know. <laughs> I've been I've been in love with hip hop for a long time, yeah. so I, I, I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, I think the franchises go New York first, then Atlanta, and then like whatever other iterations come after that. Um, Hollywood and Miami, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chappelle, we're gonna do that mm-hmm. next week on the RJP uh, Rewind. I believe we're gonna watch that on the RJP Patron uh, Discord also live. I'll watch that uh, on uh, Thursday afternoon. If you're a patron of Robin's podcast, definitely check out what we have going on. Over on Discord, uh, we, are, we are watching a bunch of these uh, shows for the RJP Rewind and much more over on Discord. Uh, Chappelle, you're taking over the RJP Instagram. You're I am. recovering from your trip this week. What else is going on? Uh, well, one, I'm very excited to watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I, I haven't talked to Sasha in so long. I think last time we talked, it was a Survivor recap. And so uh, I am definitely looking forward to this. Uh, I think the appeal to anybody who is considering watching on the Discord is that at that time you get to ask me ridiculous questions in the real time um, and, and listen to Rob's commentary as you watch. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. Um, so if you've seen some absurd things on this episode of Pin My Ride, just imagine how great it would have been to be able to comment on that in the real time. Uh, so that's the kind of concept we're going for for the love and hip hop uh, watch when we do it in the Discord moving forward. You will hear me laugh a lot. Uh, because a lot of this stuff is absurd and Rob has a good time with it too. Um, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, of course, I will be covering the fear of the walking dead. I took a week off. Uh, my good friend, AJ Mass, I just want to call him my good friend. He'll never hear this, but uh, he's my good friend in my mm-hmm. mind. He stepped in for me. I was very excited to hear that. And so I'll be back to talk about fear of the walking dead. And then next week I'll be talking to you again. Okay. Back on the RJP uh, Rewind, of course. Uh, had a lot of fun uh, this week on the all-time top 40 season countdown. Talked about Survivor Marquesas. Uh, Chappelle, you were vocal about uh, Vanuatu being too low. Oh, how about Marquesas? Too low also? 
that's probably just right. Probably right. You know, yeah. Yeah, like Vanuatu, I, I say just, I say, oh, it's too low, but like one or two spots. I mean, there's a couple seasons that I think are not as good as Vanuatu. So that's why I said it was too mm-hmm. low. But the number itself, I was like, eh. Hey, look, we're halfway. Come on now, people. Yeah. Yeah. We've done we've done a lot of the, uh, a lot of the work, but uh, I was excited to hear my Fear the Walking Dead partner uh, Jessica Lee's talking about yeah. it. it like good to hear. I was like I missed a week and I got four hours of content with her in Geneva, and so that was that was a very fun. Listen, yeah, uh, we had that uh, during the week. Also, uh, Jordan Kalish was back with uh, Twish Ultimate Trivia. That's up in your podcast feed as well. And of course, uh, I'm getting ready here on Friday for we have a patron brand steal coming up where Mike Bloom and I are going to be uh, having a uh, cast of 20 patrons or tribe of veteran patrons versus a tribe of brand new patrons in a fans versus favorite simulation. We have them all on Zoom and we'll hear their reactions to everything that plays out in the brand steal in our patron podcast feed uh, coming up on Friday night. So if you're interested in that sort of uh, uh, nonsense that goes on, head on over to robswebsitecom slash patron. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.